the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Mike Murdoch. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? All right, guys, let's do this. Uh, You may have noticed that I'm posting two episodes a week now. The Monday episodes are still book reviews, personal development books. Next week's going to be The Comfort Crisis that I've got sitting up here behind me. Excellent book so far. I think you're going to enjoy that one. The episodes at the end of the week are principles, ideas, health things. They could come from journals, uh, scientific articles, podcasts, or simply ideas I've been thinking about. And I think we should uh, start a conversation here with, with the community. So today I've pulled down Atomic Habits off the shelf to kind of go back through some of the ideas there because I've had this saying in my head that I've I've heard several people reference it. I don't know who started it, who said it first, but the idea is that the person who enjoys the journey will walk farther than the person who enjoys the destination. Meaning that if you enjoy the work to get to that destination, you're more likely to continue walking in that direction day after day and eventually end up there or even beyond that destination versus the person who says, you know what, my goal is X and here's all the mundane tasks I have to do to get there. I'll just force myself to do those every day and try and get to that destination, right? A lot of times it's a money destination. I want to get to this level of wealth or uh, create a business that creates this much income. Well, the person that enjoys doing that business every day is going to win in the end, because they can just continue to go, 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 go. It actually gives them energy, provides them fulfillment, and it also is headed in that direction versus the person who's who's just feels like they're grinding and forcing themselves to do unwanted things. Okay. Well, this idea kind of took me back to some of the thoughts from Atomic Habits where Essentially, creating a life that's filled with behaviors that make you happy on a regular basis. So I know a lot of people don't truly enjoy exercising much. Like I do. When I go to the gym, I enjoy it. It feels good. I feel that rush of hormones. I can relate a little bit though, because during COVID, I got really out of shape. I hadn't been to the gym for a long time. I had a baby. I wasn't sleeping well. I mean, all the things came down, right? And, uh, when I finally started going back to the gym, it, it did take a little more effort. I was kind of like, I, I don't enjoy this like I once did, but I knew that I would get back to that place. And so I kept going and, and it did come back. Like after getting into a certain level of fitness and routine and things, I can once again, show up to the gym get a workout in and feel an immediate response in my body, in my mood, in my alertness, all kinds of benefits that honestly had kind of disappeared when I got so far away from it. So the point is, going back to the main idea here, (laughs) a lot of people don't like doing certain activities, but they wish they would. 
They wish they did enjoy it. They wish they could make themselves do it every day. And uh, Atomic Habits is the book to help you create those daily behaviors. It gives you so many ideas of how to create processes to make something that's not currently enjoyable, more enjoyable, and how to minimize the amount of chaos you cause in your life when you start a new behavior. A lot of times people start too big and disrupt too much and it's not worth it. And so they fall back, things like that. So let's reread some of these these ideas and talk it out a little bit. He says, when a measure becomes a target, it ceases to be a good measure. Measurement is only useful when it guides you and adds context to a larger picture, not when it consumes you. I'm going backwards in this book, by the way. So that was a 203 and I'm, I'm headed towards the front of the book. But he tells other stories of people who used gauges as motivation. So this person that was a salesperson and he had a jar full of paper clips, 120 paper clips. And he, every morning would move the paper clips from one jar to the other jar. And he could see a visual sign of progress. A lot of times we conceptualize progress as are the paychecks coming in and is it a big enough paycheck? But what about the sense of progress in I'm putting in the work? This is the how many hours I've put into this task. This is how much effort I've put into this thing, into my fitness or whatever, right? You may not weigh what you want. You might not be able to run as far as you want or as fast as you want or jump as high as you want, but you've made progress in the amount of effort you've put into that thing. And there's progress in in the details too, right? The The simplest of things you can get better at. One example that I noticed early in my life uh, was in stonemasonry. So every once in a while, we would, when I worked for my uncle doing stonemasonry, we would have somebody come help us that was new, right? And do some hot tending or whatever. And I noticed how bad they struggled with a trowel because it's a sort of awkward shaped thing. The weight is, is different than anything else you've really ever done. And they kind of struggle and they put it weird places and they can't cut the bag very well and stuff. And that's not something you would ever pay attention to unless you were in a stonemasonry situation. But after a few days, they get good at how they're going to handle the trowel and how they should scoop it on, you know, all the, the weird details that, that go into that. And so you, you're making progress in small areas of your life that you don't often think about. So if you could measure it differently as a sense of your progress. So mark things off on a calendar or put marbles in a jar or whatever it is to help yourself visualize the progress you're making. It's one way to kind of change the way you're viewing a behavior or a measurement. The measurement's not the goal. The measurement is simply to help you understand how much effort, time, energy you've put in to that behavior, that habit. So kind of a similar idea here. He says, how to turn instant gratification to your advantage. The vital thing in getting a habit to stick is to feel successful, even if it's in a small way. The feeling of success is a signal that your habit paid off and that the work was worth the effort. When I think of myself in this whole scenario with personal development books, podcasting, YouTube, all this stuff, when you think of the overwhelming amount of tasks to be done in order to really succeed in this whole world of like being an influencer, a podcaster, a YouTuber, however you want to describe it. I mean, how many 
social media platforms are there? And unless you're just going to post the same content on every single one of them and have the exact same platform everywhere, that's a lot of work just to put those posts out there. Then to interact with your audience, then to put a podcast together, then to put a YouTube video together, interact on all those things, make the algorithms happy. And then whatever it is during the week that you're going to do to prep for all that stuff, uh, reading books every week, trying to book interviews with people, like it just is on and on and on and on. And that doesn't even include all the things I do with my family and other jobs I've had and things like that. So if you just think of that, it's overwhelming. So what you do is you reduce that down to like priorities and your ability to complete those things. For me, the goal really was to read more personal development books and try and apply those principles in my life. But you hear that people forget so much of what they read. One of the ways to solidify that is to teach it. So at first I started writing it in like a book. Here's the notes that I've learned off of this book. Then I thought, you know what? It's better to teach it. I like talking about it anyway. I'm just going to start putting some YouTube videos up of me talking about these books. Nobody will probably see it anyway. And I can just reference those when I want. I'm driving in the car and I want to remember what I liked from whatever book I've read. I can just go to my own YouTube channel. And there it is, my, my own little journal. So my goal became to read a certain amount every day. And that's all I was going to do. Just read every day. And then every once in a while, when I finished those books, I would post a, a YouTube video. Well, I started to gain a little traction. I started wanting to see how far I could take it. So then I started posting on Instagram. And then since I was already recording the book, I might as well do it a podcast and a YouTube channel. So I do the podcast and the YouTube channel. And so everything's slowly growing and growing and growing. And as this catches more and more momentum and I get my routines down and learn different methods and strategies to systematize what I'm trying to do. I'm having success. I'm seeing progress. It's It remains enjoyable. It's not overwhelming. And there's this massive future out there that I might be able to continue to incorporate as I grow and improve. So how to make a habit stick? The two-minute rule. He says, even when you know you should start small, it's easy to start too big. It's kind of what I was saying, right? You can get overwhelmed with these things. When you dream about making a change, excitement inevitably takes over and you end up trying to do too much too soon. The most effective way I know to counteract this tendency is to use the two-minute rule, which states, when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. Okay, so let's say your goal is to run a marathon. Get You're suddenly really excited. You're going to just, you're, you're going to go for it. You're going to do it. Never really run much before, but you're going to run a marathon. <laughs> well, two minutes is going to get you pretty much nowhere, right? So that's why it's easy to start too big. Uh, in fact, David Goggins sitting up here behind me, when he decided he was going to become a Navy SEAL, he was super overweight, lazy, eating bad food, different things. He decided he got to put his shoes on that night and went for a run and he didn't get very far and literally had to sit down on the curb. Felt defeated, walked back home and thought, man, this ain't going to happen. Like his, his mindset switched completely. And so you don't want to experience those moments. Otherwise you're less likely to actually continue following through. So 
two minutes or less. So if you're going to run, he's got examples here. Very easy, easy, moderate, hard, and very hard. So very easy. Put on your running shoes. Done. And if you have a little extra time, maybe you just, you know, take a walk outside, go down to the mailbox and back. If you're a writer, write one sentence or open your notes and then easy. Walk 10 minutes. Okay. So now that we've sort of established this routine, Every day I put on my shoes and I go to the mail and I come back. Next week, I put on my shoes and I walk 10 minutes. You know, I write one paragraph. I study for 10 minutes. Then the moderate thing, a week or two later, I walk 10,000 steps. I write 1,000 words. I study three hours. Hard. I run a 5K. I write a 5,000-word article. I get straight A's. Very hard. I run a marathon. I write a book, I earn a PhD. Truly, I've experienced this in my life so many times. I've wanted to start this business or get into that sport and I get too crazy. It disrupts too much in my life or the lives of the people around me that I love. And it's like too much negative feedback or pressure because this one activity is just kind of throwing a wrench in so much. And if you just start small you sort of mitigate that pain of change. And so you're just doing a little bit and then you just do a little bit more and you only change your daily routine a couple minutes. And that doesn't really affect people around you either. And then you change it a few more minutes and then you change it by 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, that's a little bit of a change. Now we're talking about, you know, 15 or 20 minutes as opposed to a few weeks ago, but everyone's slowly adjusted. And now conversations are happening where it's like, you know what, I'm really consistent with this and and I'm enjoying it. So both to yourself and others, you know, there's a certain amount of understanding, like, look, this is something I'm serious about. And this is what I want to keep doing. And so now you've got positive feedback, positive emotion and energy behind it. I love that he talks about tr- instead of trying to overcome the friction in your life, just reduce the friction. And so some of that is in your environment. You can change your environment. If you want more of a habit, make the triggers for that habit super big and present and on your path. And if it's something that you want less of, you have a behavior that you do not like about yourself or you know is harming you physically, mentally, emotionally, or or otherwise, try and eliminate the trigger for that, right? Make it less visible off your path, more difficult. The example I've used before is that my TV in the living room, we didn't, my wife didn't like the look of a TV as like a centerpiece for the room. So it's actually above the fireplace inset in the wall. And so I built a little cover for that, that just slides on and has like a wreath or a picture or whatever hanging on the front. And so you wouldn't know that there's a TV back that looks like a fireplace mantel with some decor and decorative wood and things. So first of all, the TV's hidden. So it's not like we're walking around looking at the TV going, oh, we should just turn this on. Secondly, if we want to turn on the TV, it's a little bit of a hassle. Like we have to take that thing out. It's not like you just push a button and it opens up. You actually have to take that off. Sometimes there's decor on the mantle and what to do with it. And then it's also a nuisance if we leave it down because there's this big board that's leaning against a wall or in front of a fireplace. It's ugly. The kids hit it. So it's like we're incentivized to put it back because it annoys us when it's down and it blocks the TV. So it's worked out very good for us. It distracts and and our little kids 
can't even get it down themselves. So it just, it's a detractor from the TV, which we all know we have too much media time all anyway. So that's a great example of how to change your environment so that you'll do less of the things you don't want and more of the things you do. Now, James Clear says, one of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. So welcome to the Build the Life You Want community. I'm actually building the C10 network. It's already got the platform and things. We just need to figure out the logistics on how we're going to launch and how we're going to have people in there. But creating a community or finding a community that supports the behaviors you want. So I'm in a sense, creating an echo chamber of people that are trying to work on themselves and sharing good ideas. That's the community I want to be a part of because that will continue to educate me and can encourage me to keep going. And so better than just having a kind of online journal for myself is having that plus a community around it. And so it continues to motivate me and make me better at this specific area of life. And so if you're a runner, you want to get into running, join a club of runners. If you want to play chess, go join the chess club. Join a community where your desired activity is normal. It's expected. And the last thing that I'll mention that he talks about in the book is habit stacking. And so similar to changing your environment or joining a community, you basically turn one habit into the trigger for your next habit. And that could be, I want to read every day. So when I get out of bed in the morning, I put my book on my bed. And when I go to bed, I read, I put my book on the shelf. And when I wake up, I grab my phone off my book. I put my book on my bed and so on, right? I put my running shoes in the same closet or location that I take my work shoes off. So when I get home, I put my work shoes in there. I put my running shoes on. I go run, right? So making one habit the trigger for the next habit, and that will increase your odds of actually executing multiple habits in a day. And if you're starting small, these little things can link together and it won't be too big of a nuisance. You'll feel a sense of joy and start creating a life that you want to actually be living every day. Uh, a lot of us have to do things we don't necessarily want, right? We got to make sure we have enough money to pay the bills and we've got to run errands for people or get kids from place to place. But in all that, you can put small little triggers and habits that you can execute on and then find ways to develop those over time. And if you can just make a little bit of progress every day, then you, in the end, will be living a life that you truly love. And so going back to where I started, the person that enjoys the journey will walk farther than someone that's trying to get to the destination. And so create that life where you just really enjoy the daily routine and your habits are reinforcing a certain amount of self-esteem and personal satisfaction, satisfaction in your effort, where you're putting your energy, where you're putting your attention. That's a life that's, that's worth living, right? So I hope you got some value out of this, guys. Go out there and build the life that you really want to live. Appreciate you listening. We'll catch you on the next one.
Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.